little ASMR action here. Oh, it's like a little wheezy lighter flick. Wheezy. <laughs> no, I'm not smoking weed. It's a candle because I'm a bitch. No, it smells just hella good. Um, hey folks, it's Michael. How we doing? Um, great to be back. Another episode of Ovations, episode five, I believe. And this is the first time I've actually done like a weekly episode. I posted one last Monday and it is now like 9.45 on a Monday night and I'm posting another one, which is sick. Um, a, lot of ha a lot has happened since then too, which is really cool too. I remember if you listened to the last one, I was talking about going to the Logic concert at Red Rocks, which is in fact happening. I bought tickets a few days ago, and it's on Wednesday, which is two days from now, which is sick. Um, tickets were not cheap, but we're also 11th row, so it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, speaking of Red Rocks, I actually did. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. The The day after I recorded last week's episode, it's the last Tuesday, um, my buddies and I were finishing some practice, and one of our friends was like, hey, do you know Vampire Weekend is playing at Red Rocks tonight for like 30 bucks? And we are like, no, what? How did we not hear about this? That'd be so fun. And we all just kind of looked at each other and we were like, are we going? Um, and we sent it. So we like spent like 35 bucks um, charged up to Red Rocks for Vampire Weekend on a Tuesday night. And it was absolutely epic. Um, I know I said this um, this Wednesday at Logic was going to be the first time I was going to Red Rocks. But I kind of <laughs> kind of, kind of jinxed that. Um, and I went last Tuesday. It was so sick. Um, Vampire Weekend is a really, really great band. I haven't listened to them that much. Um, but they played a two and a half hour long set, which is just ridiculously long, almost too long actually. But if you don't know A Punk at all, listen to their music. It was super fun. Red Rocks is an absolutely epic venue, so I can't wait to be essentially front row for Logic in two days. Um, but that's not why I'm here. It's not why I'm recording this episode. You probably know why. I've been hyping it up for so fucking long now. It's El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. It is finally here. I mean, this is like four days after it came out. It came out on Friday. And so what sucks about Netflix is they don't release um, new titles until midnight on the West Coast, which is 3 a.m. on the East Coast. So it's 1 a.m. here. And I was not going to stay up Thursday night at 1 a.m. till 1 a.m. to watch a two-hour movie. There's no way. So, um, but I knew I was going to have a super busy weekend. And so I woke up like 6.30 on Friday morning and watched it and it was absolutely awesome oh my god I don't even know where to start with this movie I mean obviously if you haven't watched Breaking Bad don't listen to the podcast I know you want to hear my gorgeous voice but seriously it's one of Breaking Bad's one of the best shows ever and I don't want to spoil it um so if you haven't watched Breaking Bad stop now um and obviously if you if you don't want to spoil El Camino don't listen to this either so I guess where to begin Little little context. It takes place. The movie starts literally right after the end of uh, the conclusion of Breaking Bad. So Jesse's driving away in the El Camino. Walt's dead, or we presume dead. And it takes place literally right after that. We didn't know a whole lot going into this movie. We just knew it was going to be about Jesse and his kind of adventure to uh, hopefully freedom. He's getting chased by the cops. Doesn't know what to do. Um, we got a really short teaser trailer, which I talked about in the last episode. It was like two minutes long. Didn't give away anything. All we knew is that there are going to be a lot of flashbacks um, to two previous characters that are obviously dead. Um, I think Vince Gilligan said like 10, 10 characters, which sounds about right. 
Um, so obviously the movie starts out. What's what kind of surprised me? It started out with a flashback, um, and it was the scene that they showed in the trailer with Mike and Jesse hanging out on um, the bank of the river, which is it's kind of crazy because that's eventually where Mike would get killed by Walt. Spoiler, haha. <laughs> um, but no, and obviously flashback before Mike died, um, and it, he was just telling Jesse like like you can choose your own path. You can get out of this you don't have to listen to him him obviously referring to walt um and then it cuts immediately kind of like it kind of scared the crap out of me too because it was really early in the morning but it cuts immediately to jesse driving away screaming in the el camino um and then we kind of we pick right up right there um he goes straight to um badger and skinny pete's house which is also in the trailer um and they're just kind of like freaked out they're like what the hell happened um and then some like short clips of Jesse just kind of like he's obviously in shock Badger and Skinny Peter in shock they're like how the hell is this guy alive because um, he's been trapped in a cage for like a year cooking meth and he's finally free and so he obviously knows he has to escape he's wanted um, police are looking for him or whatever and so he leaves the following morning but before he does he calls Joe the guy who back in Breaking Bad season 5 helped the guy that works at the junkyard that helped um, Walt and Jesse destroyed Gus's laptop with that big-ass magnet. Magnets! Yeah, science, bitch! Um, and so Joe comes back, so there's the first, obviously, reference to the, the um, original original show. Um, and so, but Joe kind of freaks out because he sees the El Camino's getting tracked by cops. Um, and so that's actually kind of the last we see of Jesse in the El Camino. He switched him, Badger, and Skinny Pete devise a plan where um, Badger takes the El Camino and drives it to Mexico as a plan to fool the police and get him off Jesse's trail, who takes uh, Skinny Pete's car and heads. He doesn't leave town just yet. He has a few errands to run, and that's kind of where all these flashbacks start. And all these flashbacks give us um, give us the backstory as to where Jesse's going. And the first place he goes is, I think, man, it's been a few days, I think he goes to this, this apartment where Todd... Um, one of the guys in Jack's gang was living, and Todd's kind of the Todd's fucking crazy. I mean, obviously, if you watch Breaking Bad, you know who Todd is. He's the blonde. He's the blonde dude that killed the kid. Tries to be a nice guy, but is really just like a psychopath and just a complete asshole. And so it shows a lot of. They show a lot of flashbacks of Jesse and his time with Todd. And specifically, there's this one really long flashback where Jack and the gang are gone for the weekend. And it's just Todd. And Todd helps or has Jesse like help him with a ton of chores and just treats him like total shit. He treats him like a pet. It's honestly disgusting. And it's kind of sad because Jesse knows he's powerless. And I'll get to that in a second. But so they go to Todd's apartment and it's kind of filler scenes, nothing crazy. Todd kills his housekeeper for whatever reason. Um, Jesse's just kind of being prisoner held captive, can't do anything, has to do whatever Todd says. And eventually they drive out into the desert in the El Camino to bury the housekeeper. And so Jesse, um, they're burying the housekeeper, and Todd tells Jesse to get something from the car, the glove box, and Jesse goes there, and there's a gun. And it's a really important scene in the in the movie because he picks up the gun, and it's like aiming it at Todd. Todd's trying to calm down and everything, and Jesse knows that if he shoots Todd, Jack and the rest of the gang are going to find out, and they're going to kill um, Brock, the little kid, Andrea's kid. And so he knows he's powerless, and he just kind of breaks down and gives Todd the gun. Um, pretty sad, pretty fucked up. It's the first really telling sign that through a flashback that where we see just how captive Jesse was in his year long 
captivity making meth. It's really fucked up. Um, and then after that, we get some classic um, Vince Gilligan uh, filmography. Cinematography is the right word. What are you talking about, Michael? Um, they have this really cool like overhead like like um, like time lapse shot, which if you watch Breaking Bad, is just is so it's so quintessential Breaking Bad. It's awesome. Um, it's almost like a rat in a cage, which is just a huge metaphor for Jesse and his time um, being held captive. And so he knows that that. Um, Oh, why are people screaming? All I'm trying to do is record an episode, man. Um, but so he knows that, that Todd, before he was killed, hid the money in a new place. He knew he had a new place to hide it. Um, and so Jesse just destroys this apartment um, looking for the money. And, oh my God, please shut up. Please? I'm just going to keep, I'm sorry. Obviously not a soundproof room. I'm in my dorm, or not even a dorm room. I'm in a house. I'm in my house, um, which obviously doesn't have great insulation. So I apologize. Production value is not 100%, but hey, it shouldn't be. Um, and so eventually Jesse finds the money, um, and it's hidden in a fr the refrigerator door, which is crazy. And right as he like he 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 starts opening it, he hears two cops come up to the door. These two DEA agents, um, and they eventually find him. But what Jesse learns um, afterwards, and it's like the first real big twist of the movie, which kind of caught me off guard, is they're not real cops. And I kind of thought they were tying them up, and I was like, okay, cool, what happens next? And then Jesse realizes they don't have handcuffs, and he's like, holy shit, you guys aren't cops. And it turns out um, it's Neil and this other guy, I think his name's Casey, and Neil was the guy who actually built Jesse's cage. And I don't think we meet him in Breaking Bad, but they show a flashback of him helping like uh, Jack build this cage and it's kind of messed up seeing Jesse just treated like a pet he's getting tortured it's awful um, but so that's the flashback we get for this guy Neil and so Jesse gets a third of this money and he's obviously trying to escape right um, so he gets the money and he goes to Ed who last time we saw Ed was in the second to last third to last episode um, and Ed's the guy who helped Walt escape brought him up to New Hampshire played by oh my god he just died it was so sad um, Robert Forrester, that's his name. Oh my God, I was watching that movie. I was watching the movie, and then I came home later that day and checked Twitter, and I saw that he died, and it was just so tragic. Um, so yeah, rest in peace, Robert Forrester. You did a great job in this movie. So obviously Jesse goes to see Ed to try to get him to escape, and they have this fun back and forth for a while. Jesse thinks he's bluffing about calling the cops, and he doesn't because Jesse's short money. And so eventually Jesse's like, "Fuck, this guy's not gonna budge until I get money." Um, and he goes to, he goes to Neil and his buddies who are just, who are hanging out at their, at their like welding facility, coked out of their minds. And that's where in the trailer, if you remember the guy at the end that says, you ready, that's Neil. And so obviously, um, Vince Gilligan completely threw a curveball cause he, cause no one knew who this dude was and it makes all sense now. And they have this and Jesse just politely asked like, Hey, can I have 1800 bucks? I'm short. And Neil's like, no. And so all his buddies are like, like, what? Don't give this fucker money. And so, Je and so Neil, whatever reason, suggests a duel, which I think was just kind of, kind of ridiculous. But hey, it was kind of cool. Um, and so they they have this duel. And before I get to the duel, I should mention the guns that Jesse uses in the duel. Um, and he actually gets the guns from his house. And what's really interesting is he sees his parents on on TV actually when he's in when he's scouring Todd's apartment for the money. 
Um, he sees his parents on TV saying, like, Jesse, turn yourself in. And so Jesse uses the burner phone that Skinny Pete gave him and called his parents, like, hey, like, meet me at this park. Like, I'm going to turn myself in or whatever. And so obviously fooling the cops and his parents to go to the park so he can go in the house and find the guns that are hidden there, which is kind of a sad scene because I think he knows he's obviously hanging around the corner waiting for his parents to leave. And it's really the last time he's going to see him, um, which is really kind of tragic. And which it, it also shows that, like, even all the after all this fucked up shit that Jesse's done, his parents still drop everything to to try to like save him or help him, um, which is just really tragic. It's just kind of it's just one more thing added to Jesse's just really horrific story. Um, and so, flash forward to the duel, and so Jesse has two guns. One I can't remember what it is. It's like a twenty-two, so really kind of weak weapon. And Neil shits on him for that. Like, ha, twenty-two. You want to like shoot beer cans or something? Turns out Jesse has. He has a Colt 44, which is a much more powerful gun, in his pocket. And so when the duel happens, he just destroys Neil, um, obviously using the Colt 44. And then he gets in a quick shootout with Casey, the other dude who dies. And then he tells the other guys, like, he, he takes their license, like, get over here. Takes their licenses, says all their names, like, I know where you live. Don't you dare, like, come back from me or whatever or I'll kill you. Which he obviously won't because he's a pretty innocent dude, but even though he just killed two people. But... And so before he leaves, all the, or all the guys leave, and before Jesse leaves, he grabs the huge briefcase of all of the rest of the money that, um, that Neil took, and Jesse lights the place up, and it explodes. That's the little scene of the gas um, in the flame in the, the teaser. And so the whole place blows up, really cool explosion. And so Jesse's set. So he goes then to Ed, and, and, and he gives Ed the money. And I think, I'm trying to see if I'm missing anything. Um... Before, I mean, Ed obviously is going to help Jesse escape, but before that we get this great, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to burp. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, we get this great, this great, great flashback. One that I was really hoping for, and I think made a lot of people happy is a really, really early interaction between Jesse and Walt. And it's in this hotel. It starts in this hotel. Jesse comes out of his hotel room. It's, it has to be after like the first one or two episodes that's super early on after their first batch of meth because I think they still have the RV. And so Jesse knocks on Walt's hotel door, which is right next to him, and Jesse starts walking. It's this great, like, shot of, and Walt comes out of the room, and they're both walking towards the camera. And it just makes you smile, even though, like, even... It's just great to see uh, Brian Cranston back as as Walt again. Just as, as, as great it is to see Jesse or Aaron Paul as Jesse again. And seeing them walk down the hallway together is great. And then they have a great um, interaction um, over breakfast. And it's, it's just really hilarious. It reminds me a, a ton of the first two seasons where Jesse's just kind of this smart-ass asshole and Walt is not. Obviously Heisenberg yet, he's still very like timid in this whole situation trying to figure out how to sell a shit ton of meth. And it's just a really just kind of tender moment that um, brings everything full circle. And then we cut to Alaska, which is where... Oh, I also forgot to mention at the beginning of the movie in the first scene where Mike and um, Jesse are talking. Jesse asks Mike where would he where would he escape, and Mike says Alaska. And so Jesse goes, makes it to Alaska. And so um, gets out of the van. Who's He's like kind of hidden in this van with all his stuff. And there's a car parked there, and they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And Ed takes him out, and he's like, okay... 40 miles that way is, like, the nearest town. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and he quizzes him on his new identity, which is his last name is O'Driscoll, which I thought is hilarious. If any of you play Red Dead Redemption, you'll get the joke. Um, so he quizzes him on all his, like, new information. 
And then that's it. And so Jesse gets in his car and starts slowly driving away, but not before we get one more flashback. It's probably the most important one of the entire show, and it's of probably second season, third season maybe, of Jesse and Jane driving, and it's talking about, I can't remember what the exact quote was, but Jesse and Jane were talking about something about existential, exis, oh my God, I can't even say it, Ex, existential, existential reality, and just what it means like to be alive, and just letting the world take you wherever it's supposed to take you, and Jesse's like, oh, I really like, I like that, and then Jane's like, oh, I was kind of messing with you, like you should make your own decisions for once, and that's so prominent and that, that that just it 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 it's everything that Jesse's ever wanted. He's let the world do all this shit to him. He's let Walt control everything around him. He's gone through hell and back and now he's finally making his own decisions. And then we cut to Jesse driving away, you know, new path, new road, and it's this great pull away shot driving like towards the mountains and then bam, movie's over. It's great. Oh my god, it was so good. I need to watch it again. But I mean, I honestly think it couldn't have been better. I didn't want anything crazy with the movie. I just wanted a simple, simple, heartfelt story about Jesse's escape, and it is exactly what I needed. I wish, the only thing I can complain about, it's not even a complaint. Oh, I, I burped again. God damn. I wish it was like a six-part miniseries. Like, it's great as a two-hour movie. It's great as a standalone. But, man, six hours short or, like, a six-episode short would have been so cool. And what's also great is something I think a lot of people were worried about is that it wasn't going to feel like a Breaking Bad film, but I honestly wasn't worried because it's Vince Gilligan, the dude who wrote the damn show, and he wrote the movie. It's like, why? You can tell just how the movie moves along that Vince, the second Breaking Bad ended, he's like, damn, I need to do this. I need everyone else's story arc ended except for Jesse, and you know he was just it was just burning in his brain to write this story, and I'm so glad he did. Because it's perfect. It's it, it's the perfect end to a perfect, a really perfect show, and it feels it feels like a direct. I wouldn't even not even an extension because it feels like Breaking Bad. Obviously, it looks a lot better because it's now six years removed from the end of um, Breaking Bad. But I mean, it's it's perfect. It goes right into the 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 end of an era and the end of a great show the end of iconic characters and it could not have been done better i honestly stand by that and i think it's got like a 95 percent rotten tomato store score so obviously a lot of people agree with me but it's perfect it's really it's poetic it's fun it's exactly what i wanted and it's a perfect chapter to a breaking bad saga and six plus years after the show ended who would have thought um so yeah that's it for me and that was a a nice 20 minute episode too. So I hope you enjoyed that. I apologize for my rambling and some of the noise in the background. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched El Camino or Breaking Bad yet, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And if you haven't watched it and you're still listening to this, you're crazy. Um, but yeah, if you watched El Camino, let me, let you, let me know what you think. Um, and hopefully see you guys next Monday. Peace.